You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Don't tell me, bye Welcome back to another episode of Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown booking podcast hosted by us. I am Mikey Manfredi, and with me, as always, is the audio assassin, Ryan Knightsey. Ryan, how you doing, bud? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good, I guess. Uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I'm doing pretty good, uh, as you can tell by my energy today. I am still, I am a little sick. I've been under the weather for nearly a week now. Um, was it last Friday? I got like kind of, I, th- my girlfriend, and I think we got, I got the flu or something. I didn't get a flu shot this year. The one year I didn't get a flu shot and I might've gotten the flu. Uh, and now I have this insanely bad chest congestion that I've had for days. Uh, you can kind of almost hear it in my voice. Uh, I'll be coughing a lot, but hopefully Mikey, uh, you'll edit all of that out in post or you'll edit them in double as mount as much to make me look like a monster i will do my absolute very best to help you out on this one buddy and by that you mean make me look like a monster <laughs> you son of a bitch exactly yeah, yeah so um, we're giving you the reins obviously of hosting duties this week uh because um um my ha- my my hands are getting tired from whipping you so hard as the reins is that what, are reins whipping the horse is that what that is I, th- I thought that's what it was. I don't think it's, like, whipping them in the sense of, like, being, like, a whip crack. I think it's more, like, they feel it hitting their back, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Guess so I better go. So, you're a whip is, what I think, what you just described. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt them, though. It's, like, like they can like they can feel it hitting them and being... It's more of, like, a, <clears throat> uh, a being, like, it's, it's go fast. Like a, it's, like, it's more a like reminder a, to go fast. You know how, like, football games when you pat a player on the butt... <laughs> Yeah, it's like all right. Like it's like all right. Time to go. Like it doesn't hurt, but it's like it 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 makes them feel something. So they're like, "Oh, time to go faster." Okay, I guess I can see that logic. Uh, but yeah, uh, Mikey, it's been like a, a, a month, legit. Uh, looked at the Skype thing. It said like we last recorded one of these the 29th of January. Yeah, it's it's been straight up a month since we recorded last. Uh, that's pretty wild. <laughs> Yeah, what what have you done? Yes, because we the reason it's been we don't the show comes out weekly, but we started to do this trend into this uh, mode of you know um, uh, backlogging, right? Shit yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I wanted so so we you know we tried the idea of backlogging it. We're doing that, I guess. So we haven't seen each other in a month. We haven't like, talked to each other. We we haven't we haven't seen each other in years. But we haven't talked to each other in months, so... Yeah. We... We haven't recorded together in a month, but I've been recording weekly, actually. I have been doing Indy 500, so I've been recording by myself. But I do miss having another person on the other end of this mic, because being by myself is a terrifying, lonely void that I'm not <laughs> sure I'll ever really get over. But here we are. That's fair. I, I, I It's definitely, like, a different mindset. It being in an empty room by yourself and talking and trying to be compelling for however long is so such a like a skill to learn. Yeah, and sadly, the only way to learn it's one of those skills that you can only learn it by doing it. Yeah. Um. um but some we have some we have some uh, big. Me and you actually have some big wrestling news. Uh, over the month we haven't been recording. We uh, I think we planned a little trip, didn't we? Yes. Yes. You and I are both. Going to Spokane, Washington, uh, <laughs> where we're going to go on a nature hike together. Uh, we're going to walk up the mountains and hold hands. Uh, I don't know. And why we'll I'm become close. Like, and we'll and we'll become closer. And we'll become closer as podcast hosts. Mm-hmm. We're going to document and friends our trip, alike. Document our trip in our new podcast series called "Hello, Daniel Bryan." <laughs> <laughs> called, we go over the history called of Daniel Hit the Bryan Mountains. 
Hit called, the mountains. It's called Hike the Mountains. <laughs> it's called Hit the Slopes. <laughs> We're snowboarding. We're, We're snowboarding down. now. We hike it's up the, the mountain and then we snowboard podcast. down it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But oh, uh, God, but yeah, we we planned a trip to Tampa for WrestleMania week, and we are going to be going to a bunch of wrestling shows. Uh, the the highlight of which, probably for me at least, the highlight of which is Joey Janela's Spring Break Four. I know Ryan is very excited for Supercard of Honor, very, excited. which we are going that... to instead of Joey Ryan's penis party, which I am still very upset about. Uh, but here we are. You got Joey Janela out <laughs> of it, so I think it's worth it for you. Uh, I wanted to see. I think su- uh, the reason I really wanted to see Supercard of Honor is because I think Supercard of Honor this year is probably going to be the best show. Like, there's every year. There's you know there's these big shows or whatever at at you know WrestleMania week, but I think like for like solid wrestling. Not to say Joey Janela isn't solid wrestling, or not to say that Joey Ryan's penis party is solid wrestling. No, it's fine. I get it. But like, I mean, something is solid in that wrestling. <laughs> and it's not just the mat, hey Hey <laughs> And it's not, and not just the hardest if, part of the ring. If you know what I mean, the hardest part of the when Joey Ryan in the when Joey Ryan is in the ring, the hardest part isn't the apron. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we're going. I wanted to see like you know a solid wrestling show, not just like you know uh, um, a billion comedy matches. Unlike Mikey, who but <laughs> who loves comedy matches with all of his goddamn heart and will watch them all fucking day if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I've all but the reason I the reason I also wanted to go to like Supercard of Honor is that it has more like unique wrestlers that aren't going to be wrestling all the week because mm-hmm. I've I've heard of it, it, in people who have past attended WrestleMania weekends, um. That there's such a thing as like wrestler burnout, which is an obvious statement, which is just like wrestlers. These wrestlers are competing in matches after match after match after match for days after, for days at a time. Yeah. Farther into the week they get, the more tired they are, and the less good their matches technically or whatever are. That's why there's so many comedy easy comedy shows because it's like well, after a while, I'm very tired. I imagine after this week, Alley Cat is gonna be fucking tired out of her hell, hell yeah. brain. What hell brain? What was I thinking? A sentence. Uh, Mikey, what shows are we going to this year? We are going to, I believe, Prestige Wrestling. We are going to Joey Janela Spring Break Four. We are going to Supercard of Honor. We are going to Pancakes and Pile Drivers. Uh, Degeneration F. And I can't remember. Oh, we're going to Ethan Page's uh, Body Extravaganza. And I don't remember the rest. Bloodsport. Bloodsport was the other big one, right? Bloodsport 3. Which, by the way, Mikey, I've been meaning to give this to you for an upcoming episode. And my cat uh, is freaking out. But that's not the upcoming episode. (laughs) Oh, we'll talk about... We'll also talk about what happened in the past month. And by the way, one of those is a cat for me. Um... (laughs) Uh, fuck, uh, oh, um, if you go to GCW's, um, YouTube channel, GCW Wrestling Mikey, mm-hmm. um, you may find yourself a brand new match there that you can watch for free on the YouTubes that I would recommend, especially in anticipation for our, um, match, not match, show we're going to. Mm-hmm. And that is... Uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Josh Barnett at uh, previous Bloodsport. Yes, I see that on here. So I would, I'm going to recommend that to you for uh, a Mikey's Indy 500. Um, just so get, just to get an idea. Uh, so yeah, and also I, I highly recommend listening to Mikey's Indy 500 as a little plug for that. Mikey, I'll do that on your behalf. Oh, thanks, uh, bud. Especially <laughs> heading into WrestleMania weekend, I imagine Mikey is going to be looking at a shit ton of matches for different competitors that we're going to see competing so mikey can almost prepare himself mm-hmm. you know a certain way if that makes sense absolutely so, once i get the cards so, i will start studying yeah so i would definitely like someone was like recommend listening to that especially if you're going to see um going down to tampa this year 
Um, and if you want, you can always see us. We'll we'll be there. So definitely. So here's here's a big question, Ryan. Are we going to record an episode of Hit to Books for the first time in the same room? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Hell yes. Um, it might not be. It might not be great, considering we're going to be in a hotel room. We'll have minimal setups. Mm-hmm. But it will be an episode, and we will be live in the same room recording an episode of Hit the Books for you guys to listen to. Uh, the, the quest, the maybe maybe with a special be, guest if our uh, if our friend decides to jump in as well. The question here, Mikey, is less if we're going to record an episode together, more how many episodes are we going to record, record together? together? I could see us recording maybe three, four. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna record a few, and I definitely want I definitely want to do Mikey's Indy Five Hundred featuring Ryan Knightsey. Oh, while we're down yeah. There. I mean, you have to do it at the end of the fucking week. Absolutely, at the very, at the very least. I don't know how many matches we'll see in that week, so it might be more than ten. But like, I, I don't see why. We'll probably we we'll probably that. single out like the best. We'll probably try to like figure out the best ten that we saw that week or something. We'll figure it out for sure. Uh, I'm very excited for that week. I know Ryan is very excited for that week. And we will be there, I believe, in one month's time span. We will be uh, on our way. Yes. Actually, well, what's today, yes, 27th? Yeah, in one month's time span, we'll be just about on our way. Yeah, month month and some change. Mm-hmm. Speaking about one month, Mikey, what have you, just to update, anything you've done in the past month just to update ourselves and our audience about uh, our personal lives well i i got a cat like i said um he loves eating chewing wires so he's gonna be a pain in my ass moving forward recording well, welcome to having a cat i've had a cat for a few years now and i understand that uh cats are your best friend cats are your best friend that are also the biggest asshole in the fucking universe yeah, that's accurate. I mean, I had a cat for years. Back when I was before I moved, I had there was a cat in my childhood home. But uh, I once you know now we actually have a cat in my our new place in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, his name's Jude. He is a snowshoe mix. If Aww. you don't know what that means, it's like they're like a white little snowball essentially. Cute. He's adorable. He's a kitten. He's like two years old, I think. Um, my cat adorable. is not new but she is lurking around somewhere in this house he he's a he's less of a cuddler than i thought he was going to be especially based on his breed but like he loves playing he he has oh my god mikey he has like 20 toys right he has like 20 toys around the house we have mice we have the catnip toys um we have this one toy that is a figure eight kind of figure eight like racetrack where it's like there is a ball that glows when you hit it um neat that is like encased in it so it it just goes around in the circle so if you hit it it just like goes around the figure eight that that he has that it's this big thing he has the whole perch um and he only plays if one toy does your cat do that is it just my cat what's happening my cat my cat doesn't very my cat isn't she doesn't like to play with toys a lot. She more just likes to chill out and go outside and go on adventures for fun. Uh, like we'll leave the back door open, or we'll leave, we'll open the front door for her and let her explore. Sometimes, instead of playing with her toy mice, she'll bring real mice into the house for that she that she got from her adventures. Oh my god! <laughs> and really? sometimes they're not fully dead yet. <laughs> Oh, Jesus so that's Christ, always that's an terrifying. that's always an adventure when our cat brings home a little mouse for us for for us. Yeah, my child, my childhood home cat. Um, he was a he was an outdoor cat that was a killer. Um, he would you know he would leave voles and mice outside of her front porch or back porch all the time. And I remember reading one day that like those hunter cats, they. what they show you and how often they show you is this concerning or concerning of you what what they show you is one third of what they've hunted no Um, wonder no wonder my cat uh, goes out so much i wonder what she does when she's out there and i guess it's just killing a bunch of mice yes us another third is like a stockpile that they have somewhere incredible of dead 
Yes, of dead ones. And apparently a third third is what they've eaten. This All this makes me want to do is put a GoPro on my cat and be like, go. You say that, but again, I just said that the third I third need to see where this is stash is now, eating Ryan. mice. You don't want to see your cat eating mice. I need it's to see. It's not Tom and Jerry. I need it's to not see where fun. this fucking cat goes, Ryan. Anyway. I would love. I would love if that's all it is. If, like, these hunter cats, they hunt down their cats and whatnot. And <laughs> it's, it is just Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> What else have we done in the past month? I, I worked on a TV show with The Rock. Incredible. Um, I didn't sign no NDA, so I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> I could talk about Titan Games. Fuck off. Um, I didn't say the name. Um, I didn't say what show. I just said I worked on a TV show with The Rock. I'll, um, I'll cut that out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no worries. I don't give a shit. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I met him. I didn't ever meet him. Um, because you know he's either on his compound or he's moving to set or he's on set. Mm. So I was never had the opportunity to like take a picture or anything with him. Also, we were told not to take pictures of him with, for obvious reasons. He's a big dude in real life. Um, he's not as big as I thought. Um, for obvious reasons, not obvious reasons. I'm six five as an individual. The Rock happens to also be six five. So when I saw him, like I was like, oh, okay. I thought he would be bigger, like taller or something. I just forget that I'm tall. Fair, but he's all he. But you forget he is like still like a jack. He's dude. not. He's not. He's not as tall as you thought. But he's just about as wide as you thought. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And and I never. I did have the opportunity to technically work with him because um, there was one time where he had to do like a quick little interview thing, uh, and I my job was the logger. So in film, the term the logger is basically the person that watches the screen and writes down the what you know is said really helpful when you're doing interviews for documentaries that way you can easily the editor can easily look up and find specific sound bites i wish i had one of those when i filmed my documentary but here we are exactly uh it's way it's such a simple job that's like oh this is gonna be way helpful for later um but yeah so basically so he had to do that for the rock and i had to do that for him so i technically worked with the rock so eat my ass neat everybody else um anything uh what's the, uh, one last thing that i've done i went to dynamite nice I feel like i should talk about that we, that's wrestling related yeah let's how about how about 18 minutes into the show we finally talk about some wrestling <laughs> shit huh god you gotta listen to the, these podcasts that i listen to uh i listened to a podcast recently um this would be a, a cut to the people that know it uh, the 30 minutes in, and they were talking about um, uh, Hot Pockets, <laughs> and it was just hot pretzel Hot Pockets, and it was just the dumbest thing, and I was like 30 minutes into the show. So I think I'm totally fine to talk about wrestling-related nonsense. Yeah, give us give us. So give us went Dynamite. to AEW Dynamite. Like I said, live in Atlanta, Georgia, so we, my girlfriend and I attended AEW Dynamite at the State Farm Arena. Of course, that was the one with Cody versus Wardlow in the steel cage. Um, in the amazing tag team match of Lucha Brothers versus Paige and Omega, the one oh the, my god, the my. one hung angel. It was Jesus Christ. What a name! That I saw it show... on Reddit. It's not mine. I'm sorry. No, okay. I, I have to admit it. You steal it. I you am. robber. Yeah. You deceiver. <laughs> I'm, a, um, I'm so terrible. That was probably I've seen a couple. A lot, a couple. I think that was the fifth wrestling live event I've seen in the past two years, mm-hmm. and I think that was the best one I've ever been to in my life. Um, like just quality of the wrestling, of course, was just phenomenal. Um, you know, I I've been to the New Japan show, New Japan of America, and in, in Atlanta, the New Japan last year when it was North Carolina. Those two shows, of course, being cursed. Um, um, this year technically I guess I now can say it I did technically see Lance Archer's last New Japan match yes because he said he's he's officially signed with AEW now mm -hmm. and also thinking about it I've seen Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta's last New Japan match look at you because they that oh no was it the last match 
I don't know. I don't remember. I have to look. I would have to look at the North, the tour, New Japan tour of last year when they were in North Carolina and stuff. No, it was because they did Tennessee. It was. This, it was in the last show. Um. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I went to Dynamite. I've been to New Japan. I've been to Ring of Honor a couple times. AEW is easily the best show. That was. It was just phenomenal. It was the presentation was obviously way better than these other two shows, Ring of Honor and New Japan. Um, it was, it, Mikey, it was amazing. Um, I know. I went to uh, AEW in Philadelphia. It, 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 it had a. It's just an amazing energy in those shows for sure. Also, I'm taking credit. Philadelphia was the first was the first crowd to sing Chris Jericho's theme song. Not the Jericho Cruz. Fight me. We sang Judas while he was walking in. In Philly. Just no months one before Just the no cruise. And nobody said anything about it. And now it's a thing. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a betrayal. Um, what a Judas. <laughs> what a Judas betrayal. Uh, but yeah, Di- Dynamite Dynamite is definitely you. an awesome wrestling show to go see. Like, I love, I love watching it. It was so cool. Um... It, it's great it, for me. It's just wild how fa- how quickly in my in my life how Kenny Omega and the Elite and the Young Bucks went from being this like myth of like a wrestling stable, like this crazy like like the best ever. Like I've never even like like this like crazy like way out there thing that I've always been like, damn. What, like that's their legends, their myth, their myths. They're like crazy wrestling, like cryptids for me. To seeing them live, like the turnaround on that was wild. And I, I imagine not just like that for you, but like, like using cryptids for your description is like perfect. Like, cause you were also never. I mean, that's the whole point of Mikey's Indy 500 is that you were never also like a huge independent wrestling guy. No. You didn't know much about Ring of Honor, New Japan. You saw this stuff on Reddit or being the elite maybe, but like it wasn't until like way after Kenny Omega's match against Okada that you learned. Like what, if you could put in, in the I – don't, I don't remember exactly, Mikey, but – what was wh- when did you start learning about Omega? Do you remember the BTE storylines and anything that were happening? I like, do you remember when that started? I happening? didn't. For me, I didn't start getting into BTE until AEW got announced. I remember I started watching after that. Remember that they had a big announcement event. I think it was in Vegas, where like the Bucks came out, Cody came out, Jericho came out before before there was even a title. Before there was even like a shred of what matches were gonna happen, uh, before AEW was real and they were just like hyping it up, I remember watching that event and then getting excited and going into watching BTE from from there on. Basically, like I like anything before that, I really missed. But I started, but yeah, and I think that's what I'm saying is that like you were there the. You, they were cryptids to you at the start of BTE, whereas there's so many other people. There's, there are cryptids in New Japan where like I have never seen them wrestle. I've been following Kenny Omega since that Okada match in 2016, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So it's like, not, not, not. It's not. A dick, I'm not in any way saying this is a dick measuring contest, but like the idea of like the. The, that that cryptidness of like these are legends of lore, yeah, and that we're being now being able to see these people. It's like um, it's like if like it's like if Bigfoot and Mothman and like Loch Ness monster all just like for me all just like we're like hey hey dude I'm here I'm real I promise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and they started fighting like the movie Rampage starring and, Dwayne the Rock and Johnson, ended up, and it ended up being another Kaiju well. big battle. Which is another thing I didn't know about up until recently, and here we are. I didn't learn about Kaiju Big Battle, Kaiju Big Battle, until I went to Otakon, because I watched a lot of. Um, there was actually a lot of wrestling panels at Otakon when I went, which was cool. So I got to see those, and some of them talked about Kaiju Big Battle and how how fun it is. Um, anyway, Ryan, I do believe we have a card to book. Uh, 
What? <laughs> I know we want to talk about. I know we want to talk about uh, AW and Dynamite and all the things we have planned in the future all day. Uh, I can't wait for Dynamite to come to Prudential Center. I have tickets to that already. I am going first Dynamite in Jersey. I am very excited. Uh, and then five days later, we're going to Tampa for more wrestling. So. Anyway, let's get into this card, Ryan. We have a good, uh, we have a solid card coming back from Elimination Chamber. Uh, we have quite the show opener with John Cena opening up SmackDown. The legend himself saying he's... Ba, ba, da, ba. <laughs> Sorry. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. Anyway, John Cena that, opened... That took all of my energy. <laughs> All my sick boy energy. John Cena opens up SmackDown saying he's excited to be back in the SmackDown ring, excited to be home, excited to be on Fox, and excited. And what makes him the most excited is seeing the WWE Universe being 50% people hating him and 50% people loving him. There's never any in between. It's either 50-50 or nothing. Anyway, being back in the WWE ring after so long makes him hungry for some competition. Luckily, his schedule seems to be open on Sunday, April the 5th, as he looks at the WrestleMania sign a little, gives it a little glance over. If anybody wants a fight at WrestleMania, I'm issuing an open challenge to anyone back there. If you want some, come and get some. Cena's back, and he's hungry for a fight. And who answers the call? Our truth comes to the ring. Saying that it has always been his dream to face his childhood hero <laughs> at the showcase of the immortal at the showcase of the immortals. Cena, of- <laughs> a man who we've used once. <laughs> Cena, of course, is happy to oblige, even though he knows Truth is older than him, but he doesn't have the heart to tell him that. But then, Drew McIntyre makes his way to bring the break up to break up this tender moment between these two. R-Truth tries to give McIntyre the you-can't-see-me, but ends up eating a Claymore kick because of it. And then McIntyre confronts Cena, saying he wants the match at Mania. He wants to end Cena's career. Then, Drew McIntyre goes to leave, and he turns around... He turns around and sucker-punches John Cena... Knocks him to the ground, oh, pulls him up, hits him with a future shock, then hits him with a claymore, and walks out of the arena, ready for a fight, hoping John Cena accepts his challenge. So we're hyping up John Cena versus Drew McIntyre. <laughs> John Cena, do 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 do. Gotta put the gotta put the trumpets in there. The, the man, my man's like um, my man John Cena. He's exact. He, I think my man just trying to construct this joke properly, Mike. So give me a minute. Um, my man John Cena is exactly like Lou Bega. Okay. You play play with me here. Why say be like why is he? Why, Ryan? Why 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 what? Play with me here, Mikey. Play with me. Play with me. Why is John Cena exactly like Lou Vega? Why is John Cena exactly like Lou Vega? Because they both need a little bit of trumpet. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you don't know, Lou Vega is the maker of Mamba number five. If you didn't know that, then the joke does not land. If you did know that, then the joke barely lands. (laughs) You see why I didn't want to play with you in this space. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, What's happening next? Next up, we have our first match of the night. We have Heavy Machinery versus the Street Profits. With Heavy Machinery coming out on top, we have Tucker pinning Montez Ford. And after the match, Heavy Machinery stake their claim as the next contender for the tag team titles. OC come out. The tag team champions, the OC, come out and laugh right in their faces 
saying that they are a C-list tag team and have no shot at the tag titles. Heavy Machinery tells OC that they can beat any tag team. SmackDown can throw at them because we worked hard to get here and we're blue-collar solid, unlike you two who just rode in on the coattails of AJ Styles. That, that makes OC mad. They rush the ring and a big brawl breaks out between the two teams. GM Page has referees and security come out to break them up and head to the back. Big big brawl here between the OC and Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery is really trying to stake their claim as the next as the next number one contenders for the tag titles. Really trying to get in there for WrestleMania. Really want a shot at those titles. I feel like they've been being overlooked for a little while, so they want to prove themselves. Ryan, what do you think? I think this is good. I think this is good. I think you're you're sizing up heavy machinery for a shot at the tag team titles. Um, I, I'm interested to see what happens in the Gauntlet match. Um, uh, heavy machinery uh, has been sleepily slept on. Sleepily slept on. Uh, they have won th- all three of their last. They're on a, th- as to my knowledge, a three match winning streak. Yes, they are. They are uh, definitely on a roll. To, I would have to go back further to find some sort of um, more evidence suggesting where they are in their history of wins. But they are on a winning streak of sorts mm-hmm. uh, that I think has been slept on. So definitely look out for heavy machinery moving forward. And they're and looking to take on a, a bunch of competition potentially to get that spot. Will it happen at WrestleMania? Who knows? Who else could be joining them at WrestleMania? Who knows? Only Mikey Manfredi does. It's in my brain, folks. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things in brains, let's talk about the women's division, which happens to be in mine. Oh, yeah. So real simply, opening up the segment here, video package with Ember Moon and Asuka's rivalry in NXT. We're just highlighting, of course, um, after Asuka won the women's elimination chamber at Elimination Chamber, obviously. Um, won the women's title. She is now going to be defending that title against the Royal Rumble winner, Ember Moon. So I wanted to give a little video package just showcasing that rivalry, just highlight highlight that rivalry from NXT and how good it was. And also how short it was. Um, like, it was being built to, and then, like, Asuka got called up. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had, like, the one match, and then Asuka it, got it called up. It ended like, oh, very okay. abruptly. Yes. Um, and it, it was very good. It was a very good match as well. So definitely get excited for that. But it does follow it up with a match with the Empresses of the Night, uh, Asuka and Ember Moon, taking on Carmella and Naomi. Ember Moon pins Carmella here. And Asuka and Moon, of course, celebrate after the match. But, of course, the celebration's a little... It's not like they're not mean at each other. It's just like there's, the, there's that feeling in the air that's like, well, these two are going to fight. Yeah. Here. At WrestleMania they're gonna fight, weeks, so it's so. a little bit uncomfortable. Yes, but they're not—they're not uncomfortable. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, they're still friends. Then, following that, we have a backstage interview with Ruby Riot. That's right. If you did not listen to last episode, the Elimination Chamber episode, Ruby Riot returned. Uh, was officially welcomed back from her return from injury, made with a ginormous impact. Uh, they showed some clips of her dive off the steel cage. Remember that, Mikey? That injury that befell her yeah. months yep. ago? That was rough. That was rough for sure. Uh, seeing that happen and uh, Ruby Riot taking a big risk and it not paying off and her getting hurt for it. Uh, but she's finally back, and I'm very excited. She's back, and she's, she assures everyone that Elimination Chamber, you saw that she is 100% back. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then on the subject of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, Riot says that she's been harboring her unfinished business business with Shayna Baszler for months now. Every shot of that chair uh, was a month of action loss for, uh, for, for Riot. Every month of action she lost was another chair shot to Baszler's spine. They are far from over. It's just a matter of time and place, and Ruby knows exactly where that match will take place wow ruby going right after going right after uh baszler still really not getting over that that feud uh which is fair which is fair which is fair it was the hot feud before when they left 
Um, yeah. Did end uh, abruptly. Uh, Shayna Baszler moved on and won the title, but Ruby Riot back pulling her back down, being like, "I'm not." Ruby Riot had you. Ruby Riot had nine months to think about what went wrong, what, what, what went wrong and why mm-hmm. she hates Baszler. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Ruby Riot versus Natalia. Um, Ruby Riot ends up winning this match. Following the match, Baszler pops on the screen, slow clapping for Riot. Uh, Baszler congratulates Riot on her return and that she hopes she enjoys it because it's not going to last long. Ooh, big words from Baszler for sure. Really, really, really getting the threats out there to Ruby Riot saying, it's, listen, I'm going to put you back on the shelf and it won't take very long because I'll fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have another segment. We have The Miz and John Morrison being interviewed backstage about their loss at Elimination Chamber. Morrison says that, of course, they aren't happy about it, but since they are the greatest tag team, but I guess our eyes just weren't on the prize last Sunday. The Miz says that despite this loss, he is going to re-enter the contest to go after the Intercontinental Championship and reclaim his former glory. And with John Morrison by his side, what could possibly go wrong? What could go wrong? Shrug what shoulders. can go wrong? <laughs> Can't be anything, right? What's the worst that can happen? Uh, next. next. Up, Mi- Sorry. I, I, I got you, Mikey. Miz okay. and John Morrison in a tag match versus One Nation. The team of Apollo Crews and Mustafa Ali with Akira Jazawa on the outside. One Nation ends up getting the victory when Mustafa Ali pins Miz. <laughs> what Yikes. could go wrong? Gets pins. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> large yikes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah, large large yikes is um the next member of heavy machinery. <laughs> we got Otis Tucker and Yikes. Otis Tucker and Yikes. Jesus. Yeah, so um Miz trying to go back after the IC title, but again, whenever he goes after the IC title, he gets bad luck. Uh, and that bad luck is not winning. So <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next. Who's is he going to be able to challenge? Who knows? Who knows? All right. Next up, we have a backstage segment of Heavy Machinery in GM Page's office after the big fight. She says, "You want the?" O-, she says to Heavy Machinery, "You want the OC? That's fine. You want a title shot? That's fine too. But we're going to do this by my rules because I'm sick of all the backstage fights." If you two want a title shot, you're going to have to earn it. Next week, I'm putting you in a tag team gauntlet match against the best SmackDown has to offer. You win, you get a shot at the grandest stage of them all. If you don't, you guys are going to be at the back of the line again. Heavy Machinery, accept the offer and leave GM Page's office. If you don't, you guys are going to have to open... Yeah, you guys are going to have to... GM Page being absolutely sick of all the fighting... Uh, not having all this backstage brawling anymore. Really wants some order here on SmackDown. Really wants to make sure that she's got it under control here. Uh, so she's 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 showing heavy machinery who's in charge. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I was gonna make a joke, but I forgot the microphone was on mute, so I'm just gonna say <laughs> the joke again. Um, if you if uh, if you don't win this gauntlet, you're gonna have to. And she opens up a pot eat all of this chili and she stirs it with a big spoon it's a win-win for otis baby it's a win-win for otis baby otis either gets a title shot or a big pot of chili you got the gold or you got the chili both are gold in his them eyes and those ham hocks win-win baby (laughs) (laughs) the dumbest joke I okay, I Mikey, this is a bit only for you. I spoke three times into the microphone, and I didn't realize that my Skype fi- <laughs> Skype microphone was muted. Incredible, <laughs> absolutely incredible. The worst. Anyways, I- I'll hit you up with match five, the main event here, Mikey. Roman Reigns, Keith Lee, and Velveteen Dream versus the Pure, uh, that Pure being uh, Dash Wilder, Daniel Bryan, and Drew Gulak. Drewy Gooks, baby. Drewy Gooks. Because Scott Dawson is still injured, unfortunately. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah. So that's our main event. We have to decide the winner. 
The win. I like this. I like this match. You know, we have the new number one contender for WrestleMania who won the Elimination Chamber, Roman mm-hmm. Reigns, teaming up with the losers, Heath Lee and Velveteen Dream, going against the Pure, in some sort of trios action. I like. Mikey. I like that Keith Lee and Velveteen Dream get a redemption shot here almost uh, after losing their uh, their big triple threat or their big uh, their big triple threat at me, at a uh, elimination chamber. Um, it's like they're getting another shot at Daniel Bryan, uh, getting another shot at Drew Gooks and Dash Wilder. Uh, I'm trying to make a name for the, try, trying to get back on the the winning track here. Who do you think? What's we this the main event? So we classically don't necessarily choose the winner. Who do you think is going to win here? This is a tough one for me for sure. Uh, both of these teams kind of need the momentum here. Actually, Daniel Bryan definitely has some momentum for sure going into this match because he won. He retained his title at Elimination Chamber. Um, I think that Dash Wilder and Drew Gooks need a little something here as well. But Dream Dreaming Keith Lee need a win. Uh, mostly Dream. Dream uh, has been kind of getting his ass beat a little, little bit recently. Uh, so I think I think Dream needs a little bit of a push here. I think my vote is for Reigns, Dream, and uh, Keith Lee. So in that in that scenario, who's pinning whom? Uh, I think that Dream so gets that. That's the big decision. I think when it comes to this match. I, I so here's here's what I don't think it is. I don't think it's I don't think Reigns is getting the pin. <laughs> I don't think Reigns pins anybody here. Uh, I think it's got to be Lee or Dream, and I think if we want to make it anybody, it should be Dream because Dream has been the one who has been hit the most in this feud. I feel like because the week before Elimination Chamber, he lost his match, and then at Elimination Chamber, he lost his match. Uh so I think if anybody needs it the most here, it would be Dream. Uh, if they win, though. <laughs> that is, of course. My vote is the opposite. I think it should be Daniel Bryan pinning Keith Lee. That could also be interesting. Why do you say that? That's interesting because it just shows that Daniel Bryan can beat whoever's put in front of him, even if it's a giant big scary boy like Keith Lee uh he can still take him down no problem and still uh win despite the size difference also he's also Daniel Bryan has already beat them in the past as well yeah I, I think he's beat them in the past as well but well I mean he beat them all he beat them both in the triple threat at yeah who did he pin in triple threat let me double check um, he pinned, didn't even write it down, I don't know anymore, it's been a month. Um, I don't know, I don't know who he pinned in the past. But, my vote, I, I say Keith Lee because Dream and Keith Lee are both winding down off the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. So they can lo- they have the opportunity to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that they, maybe they shouldn't necessarily, like one of these guys... I don't think Dream should be pinned. Yeah, Dream, Dream has been Dream has been kind of uh, in a bad spot lately. Yeah, so that, I don't think he needs to be, he should be pinned. And I, and I don't think Dash Wilder. I, I think the thing is, is that like it's okay for Keith Lee to be pinned here because he's not getting another title shot for a while, you know. Yeah. So he can be cycled down. I think he's. It's not that he's safe. I think it's just the fact that he's lost. I do like that reasoning. That makes sense. Um, and I think getting Daniel Bryan the victory makes him, like, a threat. Also, it's the pure, so it makes it show like there's some sort of synchronized unit. And it makes him look better. Yeah, for sure. So that's that's what I like. I, is that what we're going with? Is that, uh, have I convinced you? Yeah, I think you convinced me. I think that's a very good call. Because um, you're right, they are uh, falling off of the... They are falling off of the title the title picture a little bit, uh, and I think that Daniel Bryan pinning Keith Lee is definitely the significant like kind of signpost that it's like, yep, we're moving on. Yeah, it's we're moving on. Uh, it's a big guy, so it's like Bryan versus Roman. It's like, okay, cool, shit, he can put down a big guy. Yeah, pure. 
I imagine some sort of shenan like some sort of thing. Not necessarily shenanigans, but something happens where it's like it's just double team constant. Double team city. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and Daniel Bryan gets the win. Okay, so we're going to give it to the pure. Daniel Bryan specifically pinning Keith Lee. Okay, Mikey. That's it. That's your card. Nice. We did it. Um, what's next, Mr. Host? Uh, next, well, that was that was our main event. Uh, we had the pure wins. Brian pins Keith Lee. Uh, and that about wraps up the show. But we have one more step before we finally do finish this card. And that is the randomizer. It keeps our show realistic. It is what keeps us in line. It is what keeps us humble. Uh, if we ever get too cocky, we absolutely will get an injury. So we must give the randomizer the respect it deserves, and we need to we need we need not forget the sacrifice every week. We must give it uh, to keep it appeased. Yeah, it, it demands blood from us, and it's gotten plenty so far. It's gotten plenty. I mean, technically, it took Banks from us. I mean. Remember, she had a nagging injury, and then I knowingly put her into the elimination chamber, knowing she would get injured for three weeks. Yeah, it was rough. Which I, I, I did that. I did that on purpose, hoping that it would satiate its bloodlust, <laughs> um, for us. But it's you know, it's we'll see what happens. I guess. So, whose turn is it to roll the bu- the big boy? Now, big bad now boy. see Ryan. It's been about a month, <laughs> so I don't really remember. So I think I'll take the bullet on this one. Because I believe the last show was Elimination Chamber where we both rolled it anyway. So, I'll take the bullet on this one. Uh, Let's see what we get. I got our randomizer pick. Ryan, we have to book a controversial moment. Vince. A controversial moment. Vince McMahon wants a controversial ending to this SmackDown on Fox. Uh. He wants people talking. He wants it to be could be bad, could be good, but he wants it to be a uh, kind of kind of a split down the middle decision here. He wants people he wants people arguing about it. What do we What do we think? He wants people talking. He wants the internet. Talking. He wants the internet talking about it. Okay, so whenever we have one of these controversial moments, Mikey, I always look to what will make you more mad. <laughs> Lots want, of things WWE does make me bad. Exactly, but nothing. You know what I mean? Like nothing. I want. I want to do stuff when it comes to controversial moments that will make you like that. Like if if I can get Mikey mad about it, that I think then I will get the internet mad about it, right? Because I think you are the perfect embodiment of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, so, this is my pitch. We bring in Goldberg. Stop. <laughs> I'd... Stop you! Stop, <laughs> Mikey, Mikey, Ryan. What? Are... All right, put the gun finish, down. finish your Mikey, finish, put the gun down. finish your pitch. Finish your pitch. Mikey, put the gun down first, and I'll finish my pitch. Fine. <laughs> now, I didn't, now again, I did not say gun. I said gum. Put that spearmint gum down. Fine. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! He's he's picked up orbit. <laughs> Um, there, the gum I is down. Bring in Goldberg. I think we bring in Goldberg um, to make you mad because I think it would be controversial to have Goldberg. I agree. The aspect would be in, in what capacity do we bring in Goldberg? That's a good question. Uh, Nothing would be more controversial than having him attack Roman Reigns and we somehow have him in the title match. He wouldn't do that. At WrestleMania. He wouldn't, do that. He wouldn't just attack Roman Reigns. I mean, who's next? I guess, but that—that that, I mean, Goldberg is the most controversial because it makes you upset. Because right before the show, you went on a whole because t- Super Showdown was happening. Let's not bring this. Let's not bring Saudi this show back was up, happening. shall we? And you got legit upset um, that Goldberg won because he's so you don't like him. You don't like part timers, which is fair. N- neither do I. I hate the part timers. Let, let's not get into it right now. I don't. I, these fans don't need don't need me screaming in their ear. <laughs> they just want to. They just want. We just need a controversial moment because Vince McMahon thinks controversy is money. So let's see what we can do here. Um, I I do agree that Goldberg would be very controversial. I just don't see a good way to fit him into this card because I don't think he would come out during the match and attack Roman Reigns and leave. 
Like I don't think he would just attack Roman. I think he would. And to be to be fair, Goldberg surprising us would not be controversy. If anything, it's just like oh shit, Goldberg. It'd be controversy if you I don't know won the Universal Championship. Yeah, that's controversy. Controversy. Can't say the word. Goldberg just coming out would be like fucking what? We get John Cena and Goldberg. Hmm. We get a planned John Cena, but a surprise Goldberg? Yeah, so what would the controversial moment be here? What would be the controversial moment right here? Um, I think, I'm yeah, trying to think of where really... it has the most potential to be controversial. And I'm thinking either in the main event or something with Ruby Wright and Baszler. Definitely has the opportunity to be the most controversial. God damn it. So you're saying Goldberg should attack and spear Ruby Riot? <laughs> How did you know, Ryan? How did you know that's exactly where I was going with this whole thing? There's nothing more, nothing more controversial than intergender. That's true. That's true. Uh, huh. Controversy would be if Goldberg comes out, attacks Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, fights off everyone else, and he says that. Daniel Bryan, you're next. Yeah. Basically putting himself in the title. That's why I thought it was weird that he attacked Roman, because if he would go anybody, he would go after Bryan, because he's got the title. That would be controversy. Yeah, that would be controversy, but then we'd have to stick with that until WrestleMania. (laughs) And you don't want that. I don't think anybody, nobody wants that. I don't want that, you don't want that, the fans don't want that, nobody wants that. Vince McMahon wants that. Fox Network wants that. You can't deny that that's controversy. If if Goldberg comes out and says Daniel Bryan and declares next. himself in the title match, I mean it would be, but like, do we really want to give up Reigns versus Bryan to add Goldberg in? Because now this match is gonna, this match between Reigns and Bryan can go goes from a possible like twenty five thirty minute banger to a five minute Goldberg match. Well, I would say it, it has potential to go to a 10-minute Goldberg match because Goldberg isn't a triple threat, so he can not do anything. Either him, way, you know? the ma- adding Goldberg significantly drops this match quality. 100%. 100%. We go from like a match, possible match WrestleMania classic to like ticket buys. I don't know if I'm into the stooping that low. It is controversial, but I don't know if I'm into stooping that low. For, for well, a, he can't he can't do it in any other goddamn match because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm slowly convincing my, myself to say, "Hey, we should have Goldberg in our title match, a person that we both don't want to use." But like, I didn't think this should have. I didn't think this. Something. I didn't think this controversial moment was going to have this big of an impact on our mania, on our mania show. It wouldn't be the randomizer if it wasn't. Uh, Wouldn't be the randomizer if it didn't. I guess you're right. I mean, can we can we think of anything else besides like Brock showing up or like Brock's on, some Brock's sort of on like now. weird? Yeah, like we some weird like heel turn something that would like to have. Basically, it's like what can we do that will for sure make the internet upset. The, it, that that's that's the that goes through my brain. So what can we do that will be for sure make the internet upset at us for booking? And it's like, um, you know, the problem the problem is we're coming off a of return home, so it's not like we can really do much. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless we did a title change, a title match this episode. Ugh. I don't know. Did we do a title change this episode? No, we didn't get title. Is it no that, longer? That would Oscar? be a cop out because we have a thing on the random bars that literally says title change. I don't know. I well, think you're. I think you're correct as to saying that that's the most controversial thing. You're slowly dying inside because you're coming to the conclusion that Goldberg's going to be at a WrestleMania show, and I don't like it one bit, but. I know you it's don't controversy because like it's it's working. It's, it is controversy. I don't I don't he, like he it. I don't like win. it. So it's he working. Just, he doesn't have to win. He's just in the match. If anything, he's in the match, collects the paycheck, and doesn't even get pinned. 
Ryan, why do you do these things to me, bud? I do these things because our show is built on the foundation of being realistic. And nothing is more realistic than Goldberg than ruining the main Goldberg event. Into WWE. <laughs> Shoehorning Goldberg into WrestleMania. Fine. Let's do it. I guess they're doing with it. Da 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 da. I think of anything it. better. Goldberg, after the match, attacks Daniel Bryan. My cat is eating a fake plant. At least he's not eating cat, the wire. Get your head out of that treasure chest. Uh, Goldberg, after the match, attacks Daniel Bryan and yells, Daniel Bryan, you're next. Damn. Mikey, how happy are you on a scale of 1 to 10? Fuck off. How about that? How about that for an answer, huh? Yeah, so we're going to have Goldberg in our show. Uh, we did it, Mikey. Uh, you know, I think... And I we think did things, a whole I show! Like think, I like to thank the randomizer um, for being finally back on my side. I was worried that the randomizer had turned his back towards evil and sided with Mikey. Not to necessarily say he's evil. Well, but, I can't believe uh, you ever thought it, the randomizer was on my side. Uh, it definitely was. And now the randomizer is on my side. Hmm, definitely. The randomizer is absolutely not on my side. It just gave us Goldberg. Which is on my side. I'm the one that wanted Goldberg, and I have Goldberg now. No wonder I'm you're the heel. Goldberg. No, no, you're the heel. I'm not the heel. I'm you're the, the one who wants Goldberg. Everybody wants Goldberg. Do you, would you rather have The Fiend? Yes. Would you rather have the Monday Night Messiah? I actually would. Well, I guess it's fair. We're really drawing the battle lines between our show, Mikey. Yeah, man. When we start doing this Raw show, it's going to be hell. <laughs> Anyways, Mikey, you're the host. Get us out of here while I fucking tame my cat. All right. That does it for our show today. If you want, please go to iTunes and give us a six-star review because we are still hiding in that closet in the Tokyo Dome. Uh. Thank you all for listening. Follow us on Twitter at HitTheBookPod for all of our wrestling thoughts, for all of our uh, tweets about new episodes, for all of our uh, whatever is going on in the wrestling world. Uh, and, don't, and you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hit the Books Podcast, where we re- review different pay-per-views from AEW and WWE. And... We have a lot of different shows on there, like Mikey's Indy 500, which comes out every Saturday here on this feed. And please send your match suggestions into me at MikeyM133 on Twitter or at HitTheBooksPod on Twitter using the hashtag HTB500. Send me your match suggestions for what I should watch on Indy 500. And Ryan, I believe that wraps it up for the plugs. Yeah, I think it does. Uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, I guess my closing thoughts are obviously subscribe and follow us on Twitter. I hit the books pod. Um, go watch some good wrestling this weekend. Uh, and you can always get those match recommendations from Mikey. At watch wrestling 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to desperately stay on the compound and continue to try to get my energy back and continue to try to no longer be sick. Um, but my dad is coming home, not coming home. My dad's coming to me. Uh, to my home in Atlanta this weekend, so uh, I'm going to be desperately tired <laughs> at the end of this weekend. So hopefully go watch some good wrestling. Uh, go watch AEW Revolution this weekend. We would probably, I don't know Mikey mentioned it, we're going to try to watch it and do a review. Uh, I don't know exactly when that will come out. So, but we're uh, going to do that. it our best. Yes, we'll do our best to make sure it comes out at some point. Um, so stay tuned for that. Mikey, that's it for me. Yeah, um, and with that out of the way, all the plugs are out of the way, all of our uh, all of our uh, rants are out of the way about watching wrestling in 2020, uh, I guess that leaves me and uh, Ryan with just two words for you. Ah, oh, shit. Am I, am I, did I, did I work myself into a shoot here where I have to do my fucking voice be the guy that says, book it.
Fuck, that hurt so much. You didn't have to. <laughs> I literally said it. I'm dying. <laughs> End the podcast. Anyway, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>